What do you do when you just want to change the people around you? It's just annoying at this point. We're going to talk about it. How to change people. Oh yeah, it's going to be good. Let's get into it. Hey, if you noticed, I've been talking a lot about one of my favorite topics, of course, personal growth, but more specifically, self-mastery, because it's the mastery of self that leads to the mastery of life and living life the way you truly desire. I am releasing my certification for coaches who want to make an impact and make income at the same time. And of course, all while living on purpose. If that's you, join me at www.lifemasteryschool.org. Again, that's lifemasteryschool.org. And I will show you not only how to get certified, but also how to establish your coaching business and establish it in a way that can earn income to establish you for a lifetime. LifeMasterySchool.org. Go there now. Hello, my beautiful people. It's your favorite Dr. Honey, Dr. Faith Abraham, founder of Life Mastery School. And listen, I want us to talk. We need to talk about this because clearly a lot of people are saying this. They are like, man, I need to change the people around me. I need to fix them. I need to make them be what I want them to be. And here's the thing. You actually can change people. Yes, yes, but it's a little deeper than that. So let's talk about it, right? So we're on this path of self-mastery, life mastery, discovery of who we really are, who we have been made to be according to God, what God wants us to do, what God wants us to become. That's what's happening here, right? And the thing about it is, understand, there are going to be people who are in your life right now who have not had the opportunity of seeing you in any other way other than the way that you have been all this time. There are people who are in your life that don't know you according to the vision that you have for yourself. All they know is what's in front of them. All they know is what you have presented to them up to this point, right? And they're cool. They're good. They love it. They love you based on what they know, based on what they've seen so far. So here's the thing. Now, as you're growing, as you're developing, as you're becoming this person who puts their foot down, this person who establishes boundaries, this person who is now freely talking about who you want to become, where you're going, the goals you have, the vision that you have for yourself, right? You're standing up for yourself. You're speaking on things that normally you wouldn't 
say anything about, but now you have an opinion, right? And you're establishing boundaries, not only in your platonic relationships, but also in your romantic relationships, right? With your kids, with your parents, all of these things are happening at your job. Oh my, 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 right? So now you're literally growing into your future, Because I'm getting excited because the person that is going to create and manifest your future is locked up inside of you right now. And so what you're doing in your self-mastery, in your personal growth, as you're shifting, as you're changing, as you're exposing yourself to resources and things and people and all of these great things, right? You're literally shedding away the old. And we talked about this in the last broadcast. So if you didn't listen to the last one, old you versus new you, you need to listen to that after this, right? You're shedding that person away. You're peeling off that old, that old, that old to now arise and come up in the new, in the new, in the new. And the people that are in your life right now don't know this new person. This new person is foreign to them. This new person looks like an imposter, which is probably, we might need to do a broadcast on that and talk about imposter syndrome. When you're becoming the newer version of yourself, the better version of yourself, you're gonna feel like, am I sure that this is the person I'm supposed to become? Am I sure, like, is this really me? And that's what we call imposter syndrome, okay? That's what we were now you're you're caught between the new and the old and you're not sure if the new person is actually you because you've never seen this new person before the new person has been locked up within you all this while but you've never seen this new person so imposter syndrome is kind of like i'm faking it i'm being fake this is not really me uh but it is it's the better version of you but you're so familiar with the old version of you that you feel like the new version of you is fake, but it's actually realer than the old version. Oh yes, we're doing a broadcast on it. We are doing a broadcast on it, but let me stay focused because we got to know how to change people. This is very essential. So here is the deal. They're not used to this new version of you. They're not used to seeing you this way. They're not used to hearing you this way. And so now the very things and the very way that you've been changing and shifting and and being moved right into this new version, this person is being tested every single day, especially with the people in your life, the people that you deal with regularly, the people that you love, the people that feel like they know you. They know the old you. They don't know the new you. And so to them, they feel like you're acting brand new. You're doing too much. You're this, that, and the other when they don't know and realize that this version of you is very much accurate. And so now it's creating this conflict, this butting of heads, right? It's now you're looking at people around you and you're like, man, Oh, I, I just I just need you to change. I just need you to be different. And here's the thing. Even if we're not talking about this from the angle of self-growth, we could just be talking about this in relationships like your husband and your kids and um, your parents. And you want them to change. You want them to grow with you. You want them to see things the way you see them. Your perspective is changing and now you want their perspective to change. You have a different knowledge and, and bandwidth of 
understanding that they don't have and you want them to accept that too. Let me help you with something. You are wanting somebody to catch up and keep up with you when your motivations are different and that is actually not fair. Don't do that to people. Just because you have motivation to become the best version of you that you can become doesn't mean that somebody else does. And that doesn't mean that you in their best interest, I'm sure, you wanting to change them, you wanting them to become more and be better so that you guys' relationship can continue, that's not fair either. That's actually not in your control. The only thing and the only person that you can control is you. When I hear... I would have clients that say, I just want my husband to change. If he would change, it would be better. If I, the reason why I got into a relationship with this um, particular person is because I felt like I could change them. If they could be loved or if they could have this and that and the other, or I could change things about me, then that would make them change. And that would make them become this, that, and the other. But honey, you have to understand that you do not have control over anyone, absolutely anyone, but you. If you're going to change someone, the person that has to change in order to change other people is you. I know, let me slow it down. I'm back. The only person you can change is you. The only person, Dr. Faith, I thought you said we were going to learn how to change people. Yes. And it starts with you. You have to change. You have to be the one that changes. You have to be the one that changes your perspective. You have the one that changes uh, your reaction. You're going to have to be the one that changes how you think. You're going to have to change how you respond. You have only control over yourself. And so when you make changes within yourself, that will now prompt the other person to change how they respond to you. Again, the only, you don't have control over how they respond to you, right? So for example, in a relationship, if you're, you're saying, okay, I want my husband to change. So I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this in order for him to change. Well, guess what? He may very well change because you have changed, but that doesn't mean that the change that he's going to make is going to be the change that you want. So what am I saying? I'm saying that you have to be okay with understanding and knowing that the only way you can change someone, the only way is if you change and how you respond to them changes, how you see them changes, how you relate with them changes. Because if you are waiting for somebody to change in order for you guys to have the type of relationship you want, in order for you guys to communicate, in order for things to go well, in order for there to be a resolution of conflict, then what you're doing is you're building up within yourself a frustration that can never be tamed. You have to accept people how they are how they present themselves to you, especially when it comes to marriage. If you're wanting or feeling like, oh, this is how they are right now. But once we get married, things will change. Uh, 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 uh. No, not true. 
once you get married, things are amplified times 100. That is who they are. And you have to be okay with them never changing. You have to be okay with them never modifying themselves. When you marry someone or when you engage and agree to be in a relationship with anyone, you have to be okay with whatever it is they're presenting to you right then and there at that moment. Otherwise, you're going to allow for frustration to come in to the relationship. And that frustration will always be there and will sabotage the relationship. And will cause you to be aggravated, agitated, and frustrated. I see this all the time, even with um, kids and parents. Um, Especially myself. I'll talk about myself. I'll be very transparent. I'm first generation Nigerian American. So both of my parents are Nigerian. I have Nigerian blood, obviously. And I'm very proud of my Nigerian blood. Nigeria all the way. Okay. Yet... When I was growing up, I didn't appreciate my culture because I was at war with my culture. At home, I'm Nigerian. At school, at work, uh, at the park, outside, playing in the streets with my friends, I was American, right? And so I was having to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between these two realities. And of course, human nature, you're going to go with the reality that's, that requires less, so to speak, okay? Like there's a lot of respect and honor and you're the firstborn and you have to do this and you have to take care of your siblings and wherever you go, they have to go and you have to, you know, just like, like it's just all this stuff. So of course, I leaned more so towards my American side and American side as well because that was what I predominantly saw. You know, we had... Um, groups, you know, we'd go to parties and, um, you know, they'd have meetings and stuff like that. And we would go, but it wasn't as heavy as what I was seeing, hearing on the radio, seeing on TV, seeing at school, seeing with my friends. So American culture was the predominant culture. And so I would relate with my parents as an American child, but they are not American. They will never be American. They will never see things (laughs) from an American perspective, which caused, especially me and my dad, to constantly butt heads and to constantly be like, you know, I just felt like he was just this, you know, guy. And I'm like, oh, I, you know, me and my dad, I, you know, and all this stuff and, you know, had a lot of anger and resentment towards him and things of that nature. And when I got older and I started to learn the principles of self-mastery and I started to learn how to actually have quality relationships with people, I recognized that, yes, I may have been upset with my dad, but I was also upset with myself. I should be upset with myself because I was expecting something out of him that he never was to begin with. I know, I just blew your mind. Check it out, check it out. Does that mean my dad was perfect? No, nobody's perfect. Was I perfect? No, nobody's perfect. 
But what I was looking for was my dad to change in order for him to understand me, which would now cause the relationship to work. When in actuality, the person that had to change was me. Why? Because I only have control over me. I only have control over my response. I only have control over my perspective. I only have control over how I process things. And when I began to appreciate my Nigerian father as a Nigerian father, that's when our relationship got better. When I started to appreciate and gain a better perspective on how he viewed the world in order for me to change my response to him, that's when our relationship got better. So how did I change him? I changed him by changing me. When I changed me, it now caused him to reciprocate or respond to me in a different way, which now lended itself to our, the betterment of our relationship. And I understand that this is a hard word. Now that I'm recording it, it's a hard word because it requires personal responsibility. That's why a lot of people don't like self-mastery they don't like that word mastery because mastery is a loaded word excuse me it's a loaded word it requires discipline it requires self-control it requires the the understanding of yourself it requires you to step up to the plate and stop blaming and people don't like that in general people don't like that But when you look at the 1%, when you look at people who have attained and have established great success, you notice that there are things that are completely different about them than the general public. They do quote unquote weird things. They do things and have a perspective on people and things that's different than everybody else. And this is necessary because If you don't have that self-control, that self-discipline, that mastery of yourself, these are my triggers. This is how I respond to this. This is how um, I deal with people. I like validation. I like um, people to accept me. I like uh, food. I am emotionally, uh, uh, you know, inept uh, or mentally, I don't. Uh, stick with things or I allow my thoughts to overrun me and overtake me. People don't like to admit that. But when you understand yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, it makes for life to be better for you. And I'm never going to stop with this message because this is part, this is, this is how you become a disciple. This is how you grow as an individual. There's nothing in this life that's free. If you're going to be broke and poor and broke, as we used to say, broke, busted, and disgusted, that's a decision that you made. If you're going to be rich and abundant and successful, whatever that looks like and whatever that means to you, then that's also going to be a decision that you make. And every decision that we make is going to yield a different response. And so in our decision making, we have to decide what we're going to do who we're going to become. Are we okay knowing that our personal growth is going to cause some people to not be comfortable? 
are we okay knowing that our personal growth is going to cause lifelong lifetime relationships to maybe be strained because they're not used to this version of you and that's okay being okay with that I love doing these things and talking about these topics because it's the stuff that people don't talk about. This is the stuff that people leave behind. Like there's no class on how to be a millionaire, how to be successful, how to, uh, and, and, and the closest that we've ever had to having a book about relationships is Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. But other than that, there's no class. On other than that, there's no real conversation on any of these things. And it's unfortunate, but it's the conversation that we have to have. And so that's why I have it. I love you enough to have these conversations with you. I've seen my life change and pivot because I've had these, I had to have these conversations. Someone put me, took me up um, and put me on the table and made me have these conversations. And then I turned around and had these conversations with myself. And so now my beautiful person, my beautiful people, I want you to have this conversation with you because this is going to really help you determine where you are and where you're going to go. The hard conversations. So as I leave you, I leave you with this. It's not about necessarily changing people. You can't change someone's personality. You can't change how they respond. You can't change how they perceive things in their mind. All you can do is change your response, change your reaction, change your perspective. Even that is a perspective. I'm not going to be offended because someone doesn't understand my perspective. It's just where they are. That. That alone can change how people respond to you. And that is how you change people. You change people by changing you. We haven't even gotten into the fact that you becoming this brand new version of yourself is going to attract and draw in um, different type of people who will be, uh, you know, privy to you and the changes and love the changes and love this version of you because it now grants them permission to be a better version of themselves oh we haven't even gotten into that that's another one but right now how you change people is understanding that you change first and by you changing it causes people's reaction towards you to change and if you can be okay with understanding and knowing that it's not about other people it's not about other people honey it's all about you when you understand that life begins to get good all right my beauty I love you and I'll talk to you soon